This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Ty Butler in for us on 98.7 ESPN. Isn't that weird, Gordon? That we're promoting somebody that's in for us? Yeah, it always feels like we're the last word in everything. Yeah. Now we're just, now we're hidden in the cleanup position, kind of. I, I guess. I like that. It's it's good and it's great to have you back, my friend. Well, I, I appreciate that. Well, I I missed you as well. Uh, hello, Harvey and Julian as well. So, Gordon, let me let me give you let's do a little housekeeping before we get into stuff. Okay? okay. All right. First of all, first of all, how was Saturday? Saturday was wonderful. I was doing uh, the show from uh, the Mohegan Sun. I had a mm-hmm. wonderful time. Wonderful nice. setup. Now, I could not possibly have mm-hmm. as wonderful more wonderful of a time than my wife had she oh. was uh she was uh, in and out and about she could have run tours of mohegan sun <laughs> by the time things were done she could have told you where this store was where that nice. store was but it was a nice turnabout for me mm-hmm. in that you know being on the road in an unfamiliar environment mm-hmm. uh she was kind of like my handler she nice. was. Kind of, she knew where everything was. She's the, uh, up the early person. I'm. I you know wake up a little bit later. So when mm-hmm. I woke up, she had my coffee from Starbucks ready for me. What? A little breakfast sandwich. She said, "I know where you're oh. going to be broadcasting from. I'll walk you down to the." She walked me down to the scene, and then when the show was over, she had got the car gassed up. She had moved it to an exit close to the exit. What? I was like a superstar thanks to her. So she did a fantastic job. Now. Everything comes with a price. I'm sure that when I find out what was going on the three and a half hours of the show, I might not be as happy. But it was a nice, you know, you always have that honey-do list. Yes. I had the list this time, Larry. It was about ma- that? I didn't have to do the things. It was fantastic. Remember that day. Oh, I'll be talking about that day on my deathbed, Larry. It'll be the only time Remember it ever happened. Remember that day. Wow. Yeah. So how was your time away? Is she auditioning for promotions? <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. If Mohegan Sun needs anybody to, to give you the ins and outs of that place, she was up and down and around and everything. So, Gordon, I left Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, today is my mom's 85th birthday. Oh, happy birthday. And so we had a surprise birthday party for her in Charlotte Saturday. Oh, that's beautiful. So I left town, and, and um, my mom hates all the kids now because she doesn't <laughs> like surprises. She hates all the kids. She was giving all of us the nasty, dirty looks all the time. Oh, oh no. the, the 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 kids, the daughter-in-laws, the son-in-laws. We're, we're all we're all we're all toast. Oh, oh it's just miserable. That because we caught her up, we were so good uh, that she didn't have a clue. Nobody gave her a clue, Gordon. So it was fun. And uh, in in a rush to get back to you today, I I, I landed uh, a couple hours before, just to make sure that I was here for you today. Couldn't That's be wonderful. with you yesterday, but I wanted to make sure I was back today. Oh, look, one day I can handle on my own. Two days, that's too much. (laughs) Too much. Now, uh, can you bring me up to date on our rewatchable movie bracket stuff? We are down to the final, Larry. There is still time to vote at Gordon Damer on Twitter. We uh, are down to the final two. This is our championship matchup. It's coming down the stretch. Still could be decided here. It's it's much like a a UConn-San Diego State where it feels like it – the, the, the challenger is not going to make a push, mm-hmm. but there's still time. There's still an hour and 33 minutes left. Okay. But at last check, the Dark Knight really? leads the Godfather what? 56 to 44. Left. I don't believe it. Well, here's the thing. You know, to us, the Godfather is a, is a rite of passage, right? We, we've watched it all our lives. It's been, but as I said at the beginning, somebody tweeted me, oh, the Godfather's clearly going to win this whole thing. It's 50 years old. 
Yes, true. And it is it's not exactly a quick paced movie. You're not you're no, not just isn't. popping down to to take in The Godfather. It's a long movie. It's uh, it, it definitely is. has a certain pace to it and it's not it the pace much like old baseball games as opposed to new baseball games. Yes, yeah, true. So that's The fair. Dark Knight has been uh, has been uh, a real challenger. But I was doing research on The Godfather. I was watching these YouTube videos and TikTok mm-hmm. videos. You you learn things about the Godfather, like the scene in Godfather Two where Fredo is confessing to Michael about the hit and all that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, the yeah. way it's shot, and I never noticed this before, but he's reclining in the chair and the water is in the background, and in the shot, it almost reads like Fredo's trying to keep his head above water as the result of the of the actions that he has made. It's so deep. Uh-huh, you learn uh-huh. things every single time you watch it. And sometimes you've watched it a hundred times and there's still things you can learn about The Godfather. So you we'll see. We miss wow. uh, we'll have another hour and a half here. We'll see if uh if 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 the right choice actually prevails or whether or not the audience has to dumb things down with a Batman movie. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> now do we know which Dark Knight this is? This is the second this is the second installment. This is okay. the Dark Knight. This is the first one I said last night I made a mistake and said the, the first installment. Uh, that's Batman Begins. Right. Okay. And then the third one is, I think it's Batman Returns. I don't know. Nobody right, really right. likes the yeah. third one that much. Anyways, nah, but nah, nah, the nah. second one, that's, uh, that's, the, that's the one with the Joker. And that's the problem. That's, that's yeah. really the Joker movie. It's true. Because it's Heath true. Ledger was so uh, unbelievable in it. Oh, he was unbelievable. Oh. He, he, he's going to be remembered for that. Yeah, of course. You know, that was a, he was he was fantastic. But you know what? The Joker. It feels like everybody's good at the Joker. I know. Even Nicholson. Nicholson was good <laughs> at it. Uh, what's the or a River? Not River Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. When he does the mm-hmm. Joker in the the Joker movie, which is yeah. very dark. Oh, that's a dark oh, movie. Oh, that's a dark oh, movie. Oh, oh, but is. he's excellent in. I think yeah. everybody just likes the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. And it it tells you too. I think Gordon about the role of. The superhero movies of this generation, right? Yes. There's been, there's been a gazillion of them. Gazillion. I just, just even heroes that don't deserve them. <laughs> well, there's yeah, it does start to feel like we're we're starting. Okay, we're to, stretching now, all right? Yeah, we're, we're stretching a little bit. Give us a little bit, right? Yeah. But uh, wow, okay. So now we're caught up. Okay, good. Thanks. Yes. I need to get caught up there, Gordon. Um, as we did our just our little uh, transition, mm-hmm. as we called in the business on the K show. Uh, Aaron Rodgers still not here yet. D- Gordon, I can't tell you how many times I was asked in Charlotte, "Is Aaron Rodgers? When is Aaron Rodgers coming to this?" I felt like I, did, I felt like I did shows all weekend. Maybe I felt that, like I did shows all weekend. Maybe that's why your mom is so uh, was such in a bad mood because I mean, keep, people keep asking her to ask you about Aaron. It does put you in a bad mood after a while. It, it just feels like it's too much. I mean, what would the line be on Cam Newton finding a team before Aaron Rodgers got to the Jets? <laughs> well, I mean, it still feels like, you know, there's no deadline. It doesn't feel like things are it, – it doesn't feel like the kind of story that's just going to pop up on a random Tuesday. It feels like it's either going to take place the day of day one of the draft or more than likely it, mm-hmm. on day two of the draft. Yes. So we're still talking another, what, three weeks or so? Yeah. I, uh, I mean, it's still a, a long ways away. So it doesn't seem like anybody's in a rush. The Packers clearly aren't in a rush. They got well, they got way past the draft. They got 58 million reasons why right. they don't want to rush. <laughs> yeah, they could, they'll take their time. And, and you know, I, I said last week, I, uh-huh. I think we said on the air that we're about a week away from a 
from a, a phantom team getting involved or something like that. So who knows? Mm -hmm. Maybe by the end of the week uh, we'll have a phantom team all of a sudden popping up. But uh, it doesn't really mm -hmm. feel like there's any motivation for either side to, to get jumping here. Yeah, no question about it. Well, um, Gordon, as you just saw, and we'll keep you updated on, on baseball, uh, Kyle Schwarber yeah. is happy to be in New York again. Normally he kills the Mets. Now he just sent one off of uh, Domingo Arman of, uh, of the Yankees. So, uh, you know, we'll talk about the Yankees on Prime. I'm, here we go with that again. I, I forgot about this, Gordon. I really had because everybody was in their rightful place first couple of days of the season. Mm -hmm. Now we get to start switching where we got to search. You know, we have Apple, we have Prime, we have all this other stuff. So we'll, we'll keep you updated on what's going on the, with the baseball, of course. And we'll talk a little, some football a little bit later. But, Gordon, I got to talk next. Okay. And the reason why I have to start out next is because as I was leaving town, and uh, the Knicks were doing a, an unbelievable job against Cleveland on Friday night. I mean, 48. Woo! And then, of course, to follow it up, because, you know, I thought, okay, they give, okay, they're losing against Washington. There's no question. And then they handled their business against Washington. And they're doing this without Julius Randle. So, Gordon, I kept hearing in my head, I, I, I went back to the mid to late 90s when – the Knicks brought Marcus Camby back, mm -hmm. and you had Sprewell, and you had Allen Houston, and you had Larry Johnson, and the, and the moniker was, the Knicks don't need Patrick Ewing anymore. Mm. We've got these guys now. We don't need Patrick Ewing. And I remember at another radio station taking these phone calls about, oh, we don't need Patrick Ewing. Yes, we need Patrick Ewing. We don't need Patrick Ewing. Oh, he's done. We don't need him. And so there are so many folks who I guarantee you and just sit looking at highlights, right? The team did the, the ball moves a little better without Julius Randle, right? There's different things that you see without Julius Randle. But Gordon, I'm still not convinced that this team, the way it's constructed, can go far without Julius Randle. Does that make sense? No, well, look, I, I completely agree with you. Watching the games without him, it is a, a more interesting or a more exciting way to watch the game because of the ball movement. It's not uh, dumping the ball in the lane and dribbling, as you mentioned, the Randall handle and all that type of stuff. Uh, the, the, the ball moves more, the players move more, and in a short sample size, that's great. But when you get to the postseason, what wins in the postseason? Stars win in the postseason, and whether you, you know Nick fans like it or not, Julius Randle is one of their stars. They need mm -hmm. to have options, as many options as possible. And I love what, what Quickly's done and Grimes has done and obviously what Brunson's done. But on most nights, Randall is still kind of their, their go-to guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I want to have as many options as possible, and I don't know how close to 100%. Look, we don't even know if he's going to be there. Yeah, I think he'll play. He's a, Playoffs, I think he'll play. He'll give it a go. Now you don't know what you don't know what Randall you're getting. You're getting a diminished Randall, you know, no matter what. Absolutely, and maybe that's okay, in the sense of he understands what he can and cannot do, so he'll understand that okay, I can't dominate the basketball. Let me move it a little bit. Maybe him watching, sitting outside and watching to see how the ball moves with him not in there, and realizing that he is such a ball dominant person that maybe that will make him a better player, Gordon. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, but obviously, there is a difference in how this team handles things.
when Julius Randle is not there. Does it put more pressure on Jalen Brunson? Absolutely it does. It puts a ton more pressure on him. And obviously, whoever they play in the first round, it looks more like Cleveland, but there's an outside shot with Brooklyn, uh, that you know they're going to take they're going to take Brunson away. I mean, come on, Gordon. It doesn't take a genius. I'm going to double-team Brunson, get the ball out of his hands, and let somebody else beat me. And when you look at their battle with Cleveland, if that's who they face, you know, that, that front line, they're very they're, – they're tall and they're physical. They have length in this and size in that front line. So you would need him. The different if, – if he is diminished, it puts more pressure off that bench to come in and make the difference because the bench is clearly better than Cleveland's. Well, you almost run into the same problem that you had the first time. Let's say that, that, that Brunson is, is option number one. There's no Randall or Randall is so diminished that you really need Brunson – to, to kind of carry the load by himself. Well, that's what you ran into problems with a couple of years ago. It mm-hmm. was Randall trying to do it all by himself, and we saw how that worked. And as the series went along, he became less and less effective. Now, I think that, that, that Brunson might be able to handle that a little bit better because he's a point guard. He's, he's used to distributing the ball a little bit better. But I, I want, I, I want uh, the guy who I've r- r- rode with this entire year. I mean – you know, Randall um, is the—he's either one or one A in terms of what makes the Knicks go. Mm-hmm. So he it's, is. It's, it's great to have all those other contributors. Josh Hart's been sensational, and, and Mitchell Robinson's been good, and, and quickly. But the Knicks are not in a position where they can afford to be missing players or missing talent. This guy Matt Strom got got a little Randy Johnson vibe to him, doesn't he? With the weight, the long he's got, hair. He's got the long the, hair, that's for sure. The lefty, he's, he's, he's yeah, he's got a little Randy Johnson vibe. Wow. Uh, hope, well, hopefully not much of a vibe. No, no, I don't no, need no, any no. vibes from Randy Johnson tonight. <laughs> I need a couple of runs here to make things make things right. Later. How about Randy Johnson with the Yankee vibes? Yeah, that wasn't good either. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the kind of vibes we need. <laughs> I know. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We get your thoughts on the Knicks. Plus. Gordon, I saw a Nick trade, you know, not a real trade, but a suggested trade mm-hmm. that made me think of you. Oh. And I'll explain who was involved next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. How much have you guys missed Bronson? <laughs> A lot. Amazing guy, amazing player, you know, for sure. Luka Doncic answering the question, how much do you miss Jalen Brunson? Or Gordon in the rewatchable movie bracket vernacular, Brunson phone home. <laughs> well, he, he can't come back. he can't go back home, but you could always you could always take a trip on the spaceship with him. Absolutely. Get to your calls in the second on ESPN New York tonight. So Gordon, here's the trade I saw. Ready? Okay. Yes. Oh, Luka I'm sorry. to the Knicks. I guess you should lay it out first. Okay, go ahead. Luca to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. In exchange for, and it's really kind of along the lines you were thinking, IQ, mm-hmm. RJ, right. Mitchell Robinson, right, and three number ones. Whew. It is expensive. It is, uh, it is pricey, but uh, I think I would have to push the, push the yes button on that. Okay. Uh, you're getting a 24, 25-year-old superstar. Uh, you could st- you'll still have Brunson here. Um, mm-hmm. you, you, I don't think that you keep Grimes. Yeah, you keep Grimes. You get RJ's money off your books. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll need it. <laughs> you will. <laughs> you're gonna have to use that in some other ways. But if you're talking about superstars, uh, there's nobody that can argue he's a superstar. 
Now, from Dallas's standpoint, you get another scoring guard in in, in quickly. You get two mm-hmm. guards sure. in quickly and Barrett. Mm-hmm. You get a, a a center who you don't have and desperately need. Yep. Okay, to give you some impact from a defensive end, and obviously, you know, he block. He, he he's a lob fanatic. Mm-hmm. He can do that. Uh, so that's why it's kind of good for them. The only question I have, Gordon, is this. Can Luca and Randall play together? I would I would wonder that myself. Uh, That's the only I, issue I have with that deal. Yeah, and and maybe Randall being part of uh, not being part of that deal might mean that you have to take him and, and move him for something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't, you know, the the real thing for me about this, I would do it without question. I don't know whether this regime wants to to tear down in any way. That's I think that they, they don't want to take a step backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that this would be it, it's not a step backwards in terms of wins and losses, but it would be really kind of deconstructing the team that you've put together and, right. and putting yourself on a completely different track. This is not just bringing in a superstar. This is trading away a bunch of those guys. And then you might have to move Randall to, to cover some of the other holes as well. So um, that is a significant a significant change for an organization that two out of the three years they've been in the playoffs, but I guess it kind of depends on where they go this year. Can they win a playoff series as currently constituted? I'm not so sure about that. I'd feel a whole lot better if I, the NBA, it's pretty clear cut. It's a fair league. Superstars win and Luca is a superstar. So yeah, I probably would be willing to make that deal for sure. See, that's where I think the move is I agree with you where it depends on what they do this year. Mm-hmm. Right. If let's say hypothetically, hypothetically, if they get swept, I think all bets are off as far as what you do with the team. Yeah, I think it. it not all bets are off, but it, it makes you okay. Are we just a regular season team? Um, are we really moving in the right direction? Uh, are we? We don't appear to be that far away from Cleveland. I mean, we beat them three out of four times, and yep. the one time we we lost to them, Kevin Love thought he was back in Cleveland with LeBron. <laughs> all the threes he hit that night. Mm-hmm. So if you know, so we really almost swept them, and we've kind of, and of course, the one game they didn't have a couple of players, but you were short of players too. So it's it it, it it's real interesting to see how they look at this. And once again, you don't know how the front office views this team. So yeah. I, I think it really depends on what you do in the postseason. Yeah, uh, but look, he is the the possible name that could very well become available. And and if he is, you know, like, it's hard to, to find superstars that become available. And I think whichever one does become available, the Knicks will probably jump at the next one. But if you were to look at the landscape of age and everything else, he would have to be near the top of the list. He's still a very young player, still has a very high ceiling, can take over games, would certainly be box office at Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. in a big-time market and all those type of things. So, um yeah, I mean, if you're talking about a tra- – and look, it has to be painful, right? So Yeah, that would me, be painful. I-, I thought I thought there was going to be more involved. <laughs> I'll be honest. I thought Grimes mm-hmm. was going to be involved there as well. Um, I mean, the three first-round picks is significant, but if that if they could make that deal work, whew, that, that's a superstar the Knicks have not had in a very long time. And then the, que- the next question is who's going to be the coach? Because – Luca and defense, they don't. No, <laughs> they not don't generally. speak the same language. <laughs> they don't. 
They don't speak the same language. So it would be real interesting. Real interesting. Domingo Armand's getting up another solo home run, Gordon. Well, they're solo shots. We've got to get the Yankees to uh, wake up. Yeah, wake up on offense. Yes. Harvey was asking me in the break there if Mm -hmm. I I was confident that uh, Aaron Hicks was going to get a hit in his bat. I didn't see how that turned out, but I was not going to be putting any shekels down on that. No, no. If if you want a real bet, uh, well, not really. I guess that's not even on the board because it's like, you, the last game, the game he played, he got booed when they mentioned his name in the lineup. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it doesn't help when he has the comments. I don't know if you saw these, but he was talking to the uh, the athletic the other day, and he was saying, you know, I don't really know what my role on the team is. I do. You're, yeah, you're. <laughs> I know. It's to sit on the bench. That's what your role is, to play once every four or five days. Because, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, what do you bring to the table exactly? Exactly. It's, it's it's tough. Listen, everybody wants to play. I get it. Everybody wants to play. But, you know, you have to earn your way in. You have to earn your yeah. way in. And, and he, he hasn't is, done that. He, it's been a while. Struggling. And the only reason why he's still here is because of the contract. No question about it. Pierre's in the Big Apple. What's up, Pierre? Hey, Larry. Not hey, much, up, man? Not much, man. I, I want to thank you so much. Because when you brought up the Ewing thing, and the, the reporter, the freshly graduated reporter, either from Ithaca or Syracuse, I don't remember, but I don't want to mention his name, Andrew Martian, he had this uh, thing with uh, Ewing clogging up the middle. And we got rid of Ewing, got nothing for him. Ever since then, it, it, it's been uh, uh, this uh, curse of the Bambino with the Knicks. Now the Knicks fans are calling to get rid of uh, uh, Randall. And I'm telling them, and I'm tweeting, replying to them, Slow your roll on that. Get Wait till you get somebody for him. Let's stop diminishing the guy that we have so we don't get anything for him. Okay, that's my that's my message. You know, I thank you very much for bringing that up. I was like, oh, man, I had I to pull over and call you. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. All right, Pierre. Thanks for the phone call. It just, it was just, it, 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 I just thought about it, Gordon. It was just reminiscent, right? Because mm-hmm. once again, and it's always the case. When, when a major part of your team, major player of your team is out and the team continues to win, all right? And listen, there was concern. I did not think the Knicks were going to win going into Cleveland without Julius Randle on the floor. And they dominated. Obviously, mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson had his game. But on the other side of it, defensively, they did a decent job with everybody else other, you know, than, than Spider Mitchell. And, and one usually doesn't beat five in the NBA, usually. usually. So obviously Brunson had some help from, you know, some other guys and he was able, he, his, the bench is the difference. And see, that's what's going to be the difference, I think, in this series. The only question is, Gordon, how much will the benches play? Because, you know, most coaches, <clears throat> excuse me, are like Tom Thibodeau, in the, like he is in the regular season, in the postseason. They cut their benches to like eight, sometimes seven, eight guys play and that's it. So that would be the question whether that would happen. But for me, I was just sitting there like, wow, this is really reminiscent of what the thing was with Patrick that, okay, we don't need him. And once again, in this case, you had Marcus Camby moving more of an up-tempo game, going if mm-hmm. you remember the next time. Yeah, sure. So they were pushing the basketball rather than waiting for Ewing to come down. Not comparing the two, but it's similar. Similar, yeah. To Magic. Right, waiting for Kareem, but pushing the basketball other. And so now you had this scenario, and now you're looking at here. You're looking at this without Randall. 
And even though Randall does push the ball sometimes, they were playing at a frenetic pace and passing the ball around and the ball movement, it was just the, the, turn, the turnovers were down, the, the shot selection was better. It was a different game. And it just made me think like, wow, what, what would this be? Here's the difference though. Camby was, in a sense, replacing Patrick and doing some things that Patrick didn't do as far as pushing the basketball and doing other stuff. Toppin has, has, was okay, but he has not had that type of effect. No. Right? On, on the Knicks without Randall that can be had without Patrick. Yeah. And, and even now, I know Nick fans all want Obi to play, uh, and, and he will here. Uh, this is his shot to kind of take the bull by the horns. Still looks reluctant. It's got to be better. Yeah, still, still kind of looks – doesn't he look – he never looks comfortable, yeah. really. No, no. He, he plays like he's looking over his shoulder all the time. Yeah, and, and that's understandable because he pro- that, that's the lesson he has learned from, yeah. from the past couple of years. If, if something goes wrong, he's going to be on the bench. See ya. <laughs> Come sit next to me. As a matter of fact, don't sit next to me. Go sit at the end of the bench. Yeah. Go sit at the end. And because he's got to make a decision. Okay, he's either got to be all in on the three. He can't be all in on the three, Gordon. I need to see something other than threes when he on offense. Okay, you can't just come in all the time and hit the three. You miss a three. Okay, go to the basket. Do show me some versatility. There's versatility to his offense. That's what he needs to do. But more importantly, he's got a, his footwork on defense is awful. That's got to improve. If that could improve, and not, listen, I'm not asking him to be a shutdown defender. I'm just asking him to get in the way of people. And once he does that, then, as you and I both know, Tibbs is going to keep him on the floor a little bit longer. But you can't not score and give up baskets. You can't. You got to give me something. Yeah, he's give not me exactly a great rebounder either. He should be a better rebounder. He should he be. He would be a better rebounder if he wasn't leaking out <laughs> trying to get down the court <laughs> right. for yeah. the lob dunks. Yeah. If yeah. he hung around, he'd be okay. So but even if he's doing that, Gordon, then give me give me some be strong on the defensive board and then run down. Give me something. Help me out. Can I can I put Obi in the deal and take Mitchell Robinson out of the deal? Absolutely, but I don't think Dallas would take it, but you could. Well, I mean, they might see something that uh, the Knicks don't see. Maybe. Former eighth pick in the draft. He was a first-round pick. That's almost like getting a fourth first-round pick. I know. It would be. Listen, I'm I, all for I feel it. like this – I don't – sometimes as a fan, you dream up crazy scenarios. I, mm-hmm. And maybe it's just because I'm talking to myself in my own head. I don't feel like this is this crazy. I uh, know. It's doable. It's doable. Oh, and, and listen, uh, backcourt especially because Mark Cuban right now – has got to be just, just get that get 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 Kyrie out of here. Just just get Larry. Out of here. I just look. I, I always want you to to play uh, and be on the show and and you know play all the fun games that we play. There was a story. I got to find the exact the exact wording of it. Um, but there was a headline yesterday that I know that if you were oh I found it. You ready? Yeah. Report. Maverick seriously considering shutting down Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. <laughs> it's over, Why? baby. <laughs> Why? It's working so well. Well, listen. Do we want to? We want to lose all the games. We want to lose even more than we have. And listen, that 
And they want to do that, understanding that this is not the NFL, that you're not guaranteed to get that number one pick, that kid from France. No. You're not guaranteed if you have the worst record. You still have to play ping pong volley. Well, maybe they look at whatever the odds are, and they can't be great odds because they're not going to have, you know, the, the best three, cha- no. you know, three per- uh, the top three uh, odds of, of getting that number one pick. But maybe they look at where they're at, and the odds of them making the playoffs are even further than that. Yeah, I know, I know, and it just, it just, and they were closer before the <laughs> before Kyrie got Oof. there. They were closer to a playoff spot. It's amazing how that has just imploded. Jalen Brunson's like, woohoo, boy, Woo. I'm glad I'm out of there. Yeah, this is, all, this is among you all, and my name is Paul. I'm over here. I got nothing to do with any of that. <laughs> we'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. How much have you guys missed Brunson? <laughs> A lot. Amazing guy, amazing player, for sure. Luka Doncic answering the question, how much do you miss Jalen Brunson? Or Gordon in the rewatchable movie bracket vernacular, Brunson phone home. <laughs> well, he, he, can't come, he can't go back home, but you could, always, you could always take a trip on the spaceship with him. Absolutely. Get to your calls in a second on ESPN New York tonight. So, Gordon, here's a trade I saw. Ready? Okay. Yes. Oh, Luka to the you, Knicks. I, I guess you should lay it out first. Okay, go ahead. Luka to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. In exchange for, and it's really kind of along the lines you were thinking, IQ, mm-hmm. RJ, right. Mitchell Robinson, right, and three number ones. Whew. It, it is expensive. It is, uh, it is pricey. But uh, I think I would have to push the, push the yes button on that. Okay. Uh, you're getting a 24, 25-year-old superstar. Uh, you could still you'll still have Brunson here. Um, mm-hmm. you, you, I don't think that you keep Grimes. Yeah, you keep Grimes. You get RJ's money off your books. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll need it. <laughs> you will. <laughs> you're gonna have to use that in some other ways. But if you're talking about superstars, uh, there's nobody that can argue he's a superstar. Now, from Dallas's standpoint, you get another scoring guard in in, in quickly. You get two mm-hmm. guards sure. in quickly and Barrett. Mm-hmm. You get a, a a center who you don't have and desperately need. Yep. Okay, to give you some impact from a defensive end, and obviously, you know, he block. He, he he's a lob fanatic. Mm-hmm. He can do that. Uh, so that's why it's kind of good for them. The only question I have, Gordon, is this: Can Luca and Randall play together? I would I would wonder that myself. Uh, That's the only I, issue I have with that deal. Yeah, and and maybe Randall being part of uh, not being part of that deal might mean that you have to take him and, and move him for something else. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, you know, the the real thing for me about the, I would do it without question. I don't know whether this regime wants to to tear down in any way. That's I think that they, they don't want to take a step backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that this would be not a step backwards in terms of wins and losses, but it would be really kind of deconstructing the team that you've put together and, right. and putting yourself on a completely different track. This is not just bringing in a superstar. This is trading away a bunch of those guys. And then you might have to move Randall to, to cover some of the other holes as well. So um, that is a significant 
a significant change for an organization that two out of the three years they've been in the playoffs, but I guess it kind of depends on where they go this year. Can they win a playoff series as currently constituted? I'm not so sure about that. I feel a whole lot better if I, the NBA, it's pretty clear cut. It's a fair league. Superstars win and Luca is a superstar. So yeah, I probably would be willing to make that deal for sure. See, that's where I think the move is. I agree with you where it depends on what they do this year. Mm-hmm. Right. If let's say hypothetically, hypothetically, if they get swept. I think all bets are off as far as what you do with the team. Yeah, I think it. it not all bets are off, but it, it makes you okay. Are we just a regular season team? Um, are we really moving in the right direction? Uh, are we? We don't appear to be that far away from Cleveland. I mean, we beat them three out of four times, and yep. the one time we we lost to them, Kevin Love thought he was back in Cleveland with LeBron. <laughs> all the threes he hit that night. Mm-hmm. So if you know, so we really almost swept them, and we've kind of, and of course, the one game they didn't have a couple of players, but you were short of players too. So it's it, it it it's real interesting to see how they look at this. And once again, you don't know how the front office views this team. So yeah. I, I think it really depends on what you do in the postseason. Yeah, uh, but look, he is the the possible name that could very well become available. And and if he is, you know, like, it's hard to, to find superstars that become available. And I think whichever one does become available, the Knicks will probably jump at the next one. But if you were to look at the landscape of age and everything else, he would have to be near the top of the list. He's still a very young player, still has a very high ceiling, can take over games, would certainly be box office at Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. in a big-time market and all those type of things. So, um yeah, I mean, if you're talking about a tra- – and look, it has to be painful, right? So Yeah, that would me, be painful. I-, I thought I thought there was going to be more involved. <laughs> I'll be honest. I thought Grimes mm-hmm. was going to be involved there as well. Um, I mean, the three first-round picks is significant, but if that if they could make that deal work, whew, that, that's a superstar the Knicks have not had in a very long time. And then the, que- the next question is who's going to be the coach? Because – Luca and defense, they don't. No, not <laughs> they don't generally. speak the same language. <laughs> they don't. They don't speak the same language. So it would be real interesting. Real interesting. Domingo Armand's getting up another solo home run, Gordon. Well, they're solo shots. We've so got to get the Yankees thing. to uh, wake up. Yeah, wake up on offense. Yes. They've been, ooh, they've been Harvey was over. asking me in the break there if mm-hmm. I thought if I was confident that uh, Aaron Hicks was going to get a hit in his bat. And I didn't see how that turned out, but. I was not going to be putting any shekels down on that. No, no. I, if, if you want a real bet, uh, well, not really. I guess that's not even on the board because it's like you, the last the game he played, he got booed when they mentioned his name in the lineup. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it doesn't help when he has the comments. I don't know if you saw these, but he was talking to the, uh, the athletic the other day, and he was saying, you know, I don't really know what my role on the team is. I do. You're, you're, yeah, you're, I know. It's to sit on the bench. That's what your role is, to play once every four or five days. Because, yeah. I mean, what, what do you bring to the table exactly? Exactly. It's, 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 it's tough. Listen, everybody wants to play. I get it. Everybody wants to play. But, you know, you have to earn your way in. You have to earn your yeah. way in. And, and he, he hasn't is, done that. He, it's been a while. Struggling. And the only reason why he's still here is because of the contract. No question about it. Pierre's in the Big Apple. What's up, Pierre? Hey, Larry. 
Thanks for the phone call. It just, it was just, it, it, I just thought about it, Gordon. It was just reminiscent, right? Because mm-hmm. once again, and it's always the case, when when a major part of your team, major player of your team is out and the team continues to win, all right? And listen, there was concern. I did not think the Knicks were going to win going into Cleveland without Julius Randle on the floor. And they dominated. Obviously, mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson had his game. But on the other side of it, defensively, they did a decent job with everybody else other, you know, than, than Spider Mitchell. And and one usually doesn't beat five in the NBA, usually. usually. So, obviously, Brunson had some help from, you know, some other guys, and he was able – his the bench is the difference. And, see, that's what's going to be the difference, I think, in this series. The only question is, Gordon, how much will the benches play? Because, you know, most coaches – excuse me, are like Tom Thibodeau in the, like he is in the regular season, in the postseason. They cut their benches to like eight, sometimes seven, eight guys play and that's it. So that would be the question whether that would happen. But for me, I was just sitting there like, wow, this is really reminiscent of what the thing was with Patrick that, okay, we don't need him. And once again, in this case, you had Marcus Camby moving more of an up-tempo game, going if mm-hmm. you remember the next end. Yeah, sure. So they were pushing the basketball rather than waiting for Ewing to come down. Not comparing the two, but it's similar. Similar, yeah. To Magic, right, waiting for Kareem, but pushing the basketball other. And so now you had this scenario, and now you're looking at here. You're looking at this without Randall. And even though Randall does push the ball sometimes, they were playing at a frenetic pace and passing the ball around, and the ball movement – it was just the, the, turn, the turnovers were down. The the shot selection was better. It was a different game, and it just made me think like, wow, what what would this be? Here's the difference though. Camby was, in a sense, replacing Patrick and doing some things that Patrick didn't do as far as pushing the basketball and doing other stuff. Toppin has has was okay, but he has not had that type of effect. No, right on on the Knicks without Randall that can be had without Patrick. Yeah. And and even now, I know Nick fans all want Obi to play, uh, and, and he will here. Uh, this is his shot to kind of take the bull by the horns. Still looks reluctant. It's got to be better. Yeah, st- still kind of looks – doesn't he look – he never looks comfortable, yeah. really. No, no. He he plays like he's looking over his shoulder all the time. Yeah, and, and that's understandable because he pro- that, that's the lesson he has learned from, yeah. from the past couple of years. If, if something goes wrong, he's going to be on the bench. See ya. <laughs> Come sit next to me. As a matter of fact, don't sit next to me. Go sit at the end of the bench. Yeah. Go sit at the end. And because he's got to make a decision, okay? 
he's either got to be all in on the three. He can't be all in on the three, Gordon. I need to see something other than threes when he on offense. Okay, you can't just come in all the time and hit the three. You miss a three. Okay, go to the basket. Do show me some versatility. There's versatility to his offense. That's what he needs to do. But more importantly, he's got a, his footwork on defense is awful. That's got to improve. If that could improve, and not, listen, I'm not asking him to be a shutdown defender. I'm just asking him to get in the way of people. And once he does that, then as you and I both know. Tibbs is going to keep him on the floor a little bit longer. But you can't not score and give up baskets. You can't. You got to give me something. Yeah, he's not exactly a great rebounder either. He should be a better rebounder. He should be. He would be a better rebounder if he wasn't leaking out (laughs) trying to get down the court (laughs) for the lob dunks. Yeah. If he hung around, he'd be okay. So, but even if he's doing that, Gordon, then give me, give me some, be strong on the defensive board and then run down. Give me something. Help me out. Can I can I put Obi in the deal and take Mitchell Robinson out of the deal? Absolutely, but I don't think Dallas would take it. But you could. Well, I mean, they might see something that uh, the Knicks don't see. Maybe former eighth pick in the draft. He was a first round pick. That's almost like getting a fourth first round pick. I know. It would be. Listen, I'm I, all. For I feel it. like this. I don't. Sometimes as a fan, you dream up crazy scenarios. Mm-hmm. I, and maybe it's just because I'm talking to myself in my own head. I don't feel like this is this crazy. I uh, know. It's doable. It's doable. Oh, and and listen, uh, backcourt especially, because Mark Cuban right now has got to be just just get that get 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 Kyrie out of here. Just just get Larry, I just look I, I always want you to to play uh, and be on the show and, and you know play all the fun games that we play. There was a story. I gotta find the exact the exact wording of it. Um, but there was a headline yesterday that I know that if you were here, oh, I found it. You ready? Yeah. Report. Maverick seriously considering shutting down Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <laughs> it's over, <Why>? baby. <laughs> Why? It's working so well. Well, listen. Do we want to? Uh, we want to lose all the games. We want to lose even more than we have. And listen, that and they want to do that, understanding that this is not the NFL. That you're not guaranteed to get that number one pick, that kid from France. No, you're not guaranteed if you have the worst record. You still have to play ping pong volley. Well, maybe they look at whatever the odds are, and they can't be great odds because they're not going to have you know the, the best three chance. No. You know, three uh, the top three. Uh, odds of, of getting that number one pick, but maybe they look at where they're at and the odds of them making the playoffs are even further than that. Yeah, I know. I know. And it just, it just, and they were closer before the, before Kyrie got Oof. there. They were closer to a playoff spot. It's amazing how that has just imploded. Boy, Jalen Brunson's like, woohoo, boy, Woo. I'm glad I'm out of there. <laughs> yeah. This is all, this is among you all, and my name is Paul. I'm over here. I got nothing to do with any of that. <laughs> we'll continue the conversation on 9870 ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Avi's in Lakewood. What's up, Avi? You doing? Avi. Yes, hello. Yeah, we're here. Talk to us. Yeah. yeah. So so I was uh, texting with my father-in-law the day uh, when uh, the game Randall got hurt, 
And I texted him right immediately after. Listen, I don't wish injury on anybody, obviously. But I said to him, I said, this is the best thing to happen to the Knicks since they won the championship in 1973. Um, you know, you could see the team, you know, playing much more loose. They're happier. Obi's getting more minutes. Grimes is, is balling out. You know, Randall just brings a toxic mentality, toxic attitude to the team. We've seen it all year. He's not a proven winner. You know, obviously he's had a great year. But I said also, you know, when you score 57 points in a game, usually that team wins. And when they didn't win that game, that was, that was a big telltale sign. But I think the Knicks are much better off. I think they have a much better chance of winning a playoff series without him the rest of the way. Um, and, and yeah, I, think, I just think he's – I called a month ago, and I said also, we can't trust the guy at the end of a game also. Um, you know, the Knicks are much better off without Randall, and they're proving it. You know, they're, I, I think, honestly, I think a lot of the players are probably happier that he's not on the floor. Hi, Avi. I hear what you're saying. Thanks for the phone call. Once again, does he have some shortcomings to his game? Absolutely. But Avi, eventually in a game, you're going to need the 25 and 10 that he gives you, plus what he brings from the fact of, let's take the final four minutes of the game out, because we understand that he's had some issues there. But from a size-wise, length-wise, the, the rebound that he gives you, uh, there's things that he brings to the table. Even as great as Jalen Brunson has been, and Jalen Brunson has been phenomenal, the Knicks are not the fifth seed without Julius Randle on this team. They're just not. The way the team is constructed, they're not. So you're going to need him until you find some somebody better. And right now, you don't have anybody better than he is. He is your one. They are both one A's. Gordon, right? They're, they're, yeah. they're both one A's on this team, and you can't, you, you need him. So, yes, they are better against Washington. Yes, they were better for a night against Cleveland, but they're not beating Boston without Julius Randle. They're not beating Miami without Julius Randle. There's teams that they're not going to be able to beat without Julius Randle. Simple as that. And it would be one thing if people were saying, well, if we traded Randle for this. You're not trading him for anything. You're just taking him off the team, and you think that you're going to be better off? It's not happening. I don't think any team would be better off with without like their their number one or number two star come a playoff series against a team that while you won three or four against them, they were the better team all season long. Yeah. They have a better starting unit than you do. Yes, yes. Cleveland starters let's, are better than let's the Let's go Knicks. into that series shorthanded. That'll make it better. I mean, they're better. What helps you is your bench has been better, okay, than their bench. All right, that, that's where the difference comes in. And that's because Emmanuel Quickly has been unbelievable this year. You know, especially of late. He's been phenomenal. Phenomenal. So, so that's why. But other than that, I mean, this is, you know – Let's not do. I un, like I said. I understand we all have issues with Julius Randle. We all do. We all know he has shortcomings to his game. Nobody Absolutely. has a perfect game in the NBA. Nobody, nobody. And yes, it's maddening the turnovers and the dribbling. It just drives you nuts. I get it. It does. But twenty-five and ten. Gordon is not easy to come by. It's it's like the old line about you can't teach seven foot. You know, like you can't really replace yeah. twenty five and ten. You haven't. There's nobody else doing twenty five and ten on this team. Obi Toppin's not giving you twenty five and ten. No. Even in the last couple of games of last season, he didn't give you twenty five and ten. He gave you some great highlight dunks. He gave you a bunch of other things. 
but consistently 25 and 10? And, and, and you can say, Larry, that's not being fair. He doesn't play enough. I get it. But part of the reason why he doesn't play enough is because he's got shortcomings to his game. Okay, you can say what you want to. Grimes plays. Quickly plays. Young players. They produce. You make it hard for Tibbs to take you out of the lineup. That's your job. That's, that's where you put him and make his back go against the wall because you say, well, how could you not put him in? We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.